This is Bo Buchanan, Arizona Lodge number two, and I'm here speaking on the level with Terry Kelly. Terry Kelly. Terry, five seconds after your name. <laughs> Terry, I usually ask people to start out by saying your full name, the name of your home blue lodge, and the offices or titles you have connected to that blue lodge. Um, Terrence L. Kelly. Um, my mother lodge is Camelback Daylight. Um, they used to meet in Scottsdale, and then I also belonged to, um, to Scottsdale Lodge, Scottsdale 43. And then I used to go every week to Oriental. So a lot of people thought I belonged to Oriental. A lot of people thought I belonged to Scottsdale. But actually, I belonged to Camelback Daylight. Here's my mother Lodge. Okay. And, uh, and I'm, master, I'm the master of uh, Camelback Daylight Lodge in 07, I think. Yeah, I believe it was 07. Okay. And are you uh, affiliated with any other Masonic organizations? Uh, I belong to the Scottish Rite. I'm my commander of the Scottish Rite. Uh, which is a red hat, and then I'm also past grand commander. Yeah, yeah. past grand commander with the uh, Knights Templars of, of York, right? Of, uh, of Masonry. And you have uh, yeah. you have a title right now connected to York, right? I'm past grand commander. Past grand for, commander. Uh, Knight Templars of Knight Templars of Arizona. Okay. And I'm past uh, high priest for the um, chapter and, and uh, past illustrious master, the chapter and high priest for the council. When were you raised and where? Uh, 25 years ago. 25 years here, ago. here in Arizona, uh, Camelback Daylight. Okay, so you were raised in Camelback Daylight. Uh -huh. Okay, wow, 25 years ago. Yeah. Do you remember the first time you ever heard of this thing called Masonry? Yes. Uh, most of my people were Catholics when I was little, and, uh, uh, and I, they were anti-Masonry. And then I, I was raised Southern Baptist, too, and uh, they really didn't like Masonry, so I thought, but I had a couple of uncles who were Masons. And so they seem like pretty good guys. You heard about it when you were a kid. Mm -hmm. So, when did you first start looking into the idea of becoming a Mason? Uh, when I was a younger guy, I thought a lot about it and um, did, did, did some research on it. Like when you were in your teens, or no, in yeah, my teens. You, you know, most people go through think about religion and everything when they're in their teens, and do a little searching. And uh, so I looked looked into it some, and then I. I really started joining the German Lodge, but I couldn't understand what they were saying. So I just did, I only got a first degree there and never went back. How did you end up in a German Lodge? Oh, that's a long story. But uh, uh, and then, so I didn't think much more about it. And I thought, well, you should be more of a successful businessman or something before you join the Masonry. Well, I, the way I looked at it, I'd be some sort of success anyway. And so I put off until I was about 42. And I had a business then, and um, so it was doing pretty good. So. And I had to grow up when I was 42, so I thought I'd uh, become a. I thought that was a good time to join the Masons. Time to grow up, I'll become a Mason. Yeah, my, my, my new wife was uh, 35 years, and then I was 42. So I uh, thought, well, I better grow up. And so I had a business and a new wife, and she helped me a lot. And I had to quit. I used to march, fight in martial arts in, in SCL, and uh, I broke my wrist for the fourth time, and I had to quit fighting, so I thought, well. Might as well be a Mason thing. So what did you do when you decided to join? Tell me about what that process was like. What did you, did you just walk? Did you just pick a lodge out of well, the air? How did you figure out where you were going to go? It's a strange story. <laughs> uh, some Jewish buddies of mine, I'm in the jewelry business, and so some Jewish buddies of mine were Mites of Pythias, which they were a lodge, uh, our fraternity started after the Civil War. Knights uh, of Pythias. Uh -huh. They were started by a bunch of Yankee officers. Uh, and uh, you got to remember, 150, 200 years ago, most everybody was poorly poor. And so a lot of fraternal lodges was enough to, to bury you when you died and take care of your widow and orphans. That's really where fraternal lodges came from. 
Uh, of course, masonry came, came up a little different, but most of them back then were in the 1800s. So, uh, uh, so I joined the Knights of Pythias Lodge and became the master of the Knights of Pythias Lodge over in Tempe. Uh, and uh, I stopped at, I've been a mason for 25 years, but 30 years ago, five years before I became a mason, I stopped at, I heard that on Thursday nights in uh, Scottsdale, they, they meet and had dinner. So I stopped for one summer and saw Fred Moore, and four or five of them here, but it was in the middle of the summer. They were here doing a work detail or something. So I said, hey, I'd like to find out about uh, becoming a mason, you know. And they said, well, you got to, uh, who you know is a mason? I said, well, if I said, look, your membership rolls, I guarantee I could pick out, you know, I got a business right up the street, two blocks from here, and I could pick up a bunch of guys I know. You know, I said, oh, we can't do that, you know. So you got to have a couple guys uh, vouch for you. So I said, well, give me a call, you know. So Fred never did. And so about five years later, I'm a master of uh, the Pythian Lodge, and they wanted me to run for state, run for Pythian's uh, uh, state master, our grandmaster, and I said, well, I don't know. And I said, well, I'd like to uh, uh, become a Shriner, you know. And I said, so we played cards every, after every meeting, so we were sitting around the table, and I said, uh, so I'd actually talked to him a couple times before, and finally I said, uh, said what did you say, James? He said, look, I'd like to uh, be a Shriner because they helped they operate on my nephew four or five times up in Chicago, and I think I'd like to help him out. This looked like I like parades. <laughs> so I said, well, you got to be a Mason first. He said, well, I'd like to be a Mason. He said, well, we've been waiting for you to ask. But you had to ask three times. Oh, see? that's right. And so uh, I said, well, they said, so uh, we've been waiting for you to ask, and uh, uh, now that you've asked, you know, we can get you hooked up. And I said, well, okay, well, how do you do that? And I said, well, how many of you guys are Masons? Every one of them was. <laughs> to the man. You every didn't even one. know it. No, but every one of them there. So we've been waiting years for you to ask the third time. <laughs> So that's a pretty funny story, you know. That is funny. And so um, Percy Schwartz was a he owned a big pawn shop in Detroit and we started out here. He said, I'll sign you up. I'm the photographer for the shrine. He said, but you got to join the Masons first. I said, well, that's great. Now I always want to be a Mason, too. So I think I like it. Man. So I said, okay. So I'm going to the Daylight Lodge. We'll put you through Daylight. But I'm dyslexic, so it took me forever to learn the rituals. It took me two months to learn each one of my degrees. But so I walk in the park every morning and work on my degrees sometimes. So that was the hardest part was getting the rituals down. And uh, like tonight, the first time in 25 years I've ever given the seafarer man. I've never ever parked there is at home, but I never did that before. Right tonight we're at uh, Scottsdale Lodge and there was a third degree. That's where we're at tonight. So you went right into Daylight Lodge and then boom, you you stayed through there. Right, and became master. Well, well I, I stayed in there for a while and uh, out. They told me, they said, look, if you want to learn masonry, visit lodges. And so I was raised on Tuesday. Thursday I came to uh, Scottsdale Lodge, and, and Jim Rowan was a senior deacon then. Oh, wow. senior, yeah, he was senior. It was back at senior, the beginning senior of the time. Yeah. <laughs> really, I think we were talking about a while ago, and something like that. I'm even way back there. <laughs> so, so we were to, uh, it was a table lodge, so they walked in. I walked in and said, hey, how are you? And I said, well, I just joined the lodge, and I thought I'd come visit you guys. So he said, sit down right here, you know. I said, well, who's the newest mason in the room? He said, he's been two days old. Two days so, old, yeah. So, so then I started going to Oriana Lodge every uh, Tuesday night because I could never go Tuesday afternoon to my lodge because I was always working. So I would go to those two lodges every week. And so everybody thought I belonged to them, but I actually didn't. But I had a lot of fun with them. I learned a lot with them. So 
In fact, I was information officer for Oriental Lodge, uh, when, and I didn't even belong to it. <laughs> and I run an information place every Wednesday night for them, for their lodge, really? yeah, for a training lodge. <laughs> so one thing led to another, so then I became off, went to the line for Camelback. So what was it that uh, you're 25 years? That's a long time in masonry. What is it that that keeps you coming back every week? Why do you come? Uh, well, I, I ran friend to friend last year here in Scottsdale, uh, and that's a lot of fun to, to, uh, training new guys to be masons instead of answering questions about it. It's just never ending. It's always new, uh, and it's fascinating. Uh, you never really learn. It's like filling filling on you. Just when you think, well. I, I, Open this door, there's three doors on the other side. And I learned, I used to do a lot of research uh, and correspond with people in, in Europe and in uh, different, different countries around the world doing research. And 20 years ago, 25 years ago, uh, uh, and now you see it on the Discovery Channel or History Channel, and they got about 50% right of what I just worked on 10, 15 years and trying to find out, okay. which is pretty funny in a lot of ways. But it's going, man, I worked on that 10, 15 years ago, for 10 years. You know, that's not true, but that's how they make it. That's <laughs> that was the 20 minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's on the history channel. I worked 10 years to figure that out. So, uh, but that's sort of fascinating. I'm glad knowledge is out there. But I uh, found it very fascinating after I first joined the, the Southern Baptist Convention was having a outlaw masonry, uh, masons, uh, Southern Baptists. And so they had a big meeting in Texas, and the guy they had research, and it was a uh, retired military uh, army colonel, I think. And for some reason, I started corresponding with him. And we uh, corresponded back and forth. And uh, I presented the masonry, which I was pretty new at it, but I presented how it looked to me, to him, and uh, back and forth. And he get, turned his report in that masonry wasn't against the Southern Baptists how he thought it was. And so the, he said, so he lost his position there, but he later became a Mason. And then when <laughs> he became a Mason, yeah, he did join the Masons after that. And then when they had the the convention down in Texas, the, they had the biggest turnout they ever had. Guess how many they ever voted that were Masons? You know, so they were overwhelmed with Masons <laughs> representatives. So, That's funny. But, but for some reason, the Southern Baptists have always been around down the Masons. I can't understand why you know, the Catholics too, but uh, we get a lot of both in, the, in this lodge. Can you, can you tell me about some of the friendships maybe you formed in Masonry? Oh, many, 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 yeah, many. Maybe nice some guys. Talk about some guys. Ah, oh, there's just, there's just so many when I come to lodge to see so many of them. You know, like first the guy put me in from the Pythians. So he was a good friend of mine. He passed away probably 15, 15 years ago now. Uh, yeah. But a great guy. He was a photographer for the shrine. So we we did a lot of stuff together when I got in the shrine. I was a shriner hard for about the first 10 years of being Mason. I lived at the shrine there for about 10 years. And uh, so uh, he was a great guy. Percy Schwartz was a great guy. There's just been so many, uh, like I say, Jim Rowan here and a lot of other masters here and all of them I came up with. Uh, any any interesting stories you can think of good times you've had with guys or any trips you've taken or visitations or? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Tell me something. Give me a good juicy story. Well, I don't know if I can give you a <laughs> Well, let's see what... Went down the shrine, we went down the desert. Let's go down to the sands, uh, down to Yuma for two uh, degrees uh, much of the year down there. And uh, well, in the desert, and the, yeah, oh, uh, wow. yeah, they went over into the, to the, uh, the real desert is where it's uh, um, outside of Yuma or California in the dunes. And we were uh, out there doing. And they, the candidates were all dressed up. They had them dressed in like a jumpsuit or something, uh, and uh, marching around. And I was. Uh, 
I was a potentate's bodyguard that year, so I had on pretty cool high boots and pants, and but pretty cool. I thought anyway. So, <laughs> so anyway, had a big sword. So uh, they had the candidates marching around. They always had the, had a rope they must have had for like a hundred years. I mean, the thing was like you know inch and a half, two inches thick. I mean, this is an old rope, you know, and probably a hundred yards long. Wow! And so they all had, all the candidates would be like a hundred of them. They you know, they had they had to hold on to the rope. Wow! Do the whole event. They couldn't let go of the rope. And then they had to walk around carrying the rope. And so anyway, they walking by and. Uh, and I was talking to a couple of buddies on the end with some friends of mine, so I was talking to them, so I tied a loop on the rope and dropped it over a, 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 a thing on a truck, tow, 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 tow bar on a truck, okay. yeah, or the tow thing on the truck on the back of it. And uh, so I was watching, and they kept pulling that rope and pulling the rope and pulling the rope, and the truck kept digging deeper into the sand backwards, you know. Oh, my God. The rope snapped, and all of them fell down. I thought it was pretty bad. Yeah. Of course, the thing has been like a 600-year-old rope anyway. So I kept a piece of it for souvenir for about 10 years, then they're trying to do it away, and I do it. So I thought that was pretty funny, but that's about the funniest thing I'd say without a turning by raft, I guess. <laughs> What uh, one of the things we say about masonry, guys like to say, is that masonry takes good men and makes them better. Correct. Has masonry made you a better man? Oh, I think so. I think so. How? Uh, it makes you more conscious of being a mason. If you're a mason, you want to try to project a mason. And I, I made some a couple of guys that didn't get along with too well, but I was, was I made some board, poor choices, putting a couple of people in, but. Uh, it makes you a better man. It's ma- it makes you think before you do something sometimes. Because, you know, you, you're not just yourself. You're, if people know you're a Mason, you're, they're thinking, you, well, he's a Mason, so he should be this way or that way. Uh, so you want, you want to put your best foot forward to try to. What's, what's the biggest thing you've learned in Masonry? What's the biggest impact it's had on your life? Be humble. Be humble. I think more than anything, be humble. Of course, I used to be a wild man when I was younger, but I calmed down. We all were. <laughs> we all were in the younger years before we got gray. So, uh, I just have a few gray. Yeah, just, don't worry, you're all just gray. like mine. I just have a couple. <laughs> but uh, I, learned, uh, I learned that really be humble. Be humble and, and value other, other people's opinion. Any, any closing thoughts or any other stories you can think of you want to share? There's just, I mean, there's, there's literally so many. It's, you know, masonry, the best part of when I talk to masonry or teach a class about it, uh, I just uh, I tell them you know if whatever you like this guy's doing if you like to hunt fish shoot mountain climb whatever you like there's a bunch of masons doing it you know uh, whatever your cup of tea is uh, there's, there's, there's a bunch of guys do doing, they're doing it and having a great time doing it now and, and so you just follow in with the rest of them you know and uh, but it's, it's just uh, it's opened so many doors for me I am worldwide too you meet guys from all over the world like I've got business cards from the Grand Master of Israel, and, uh, you know, from, from all over the world, sitting really? in the sitting Holy next to you. Yeah, it's just you meet so many guys from all over the world. All right. Well, thanks. For oh, my pleasure. Thanks. Thank you. Very good. Appreciate it. My pleasure.